Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Namaste. You are now in the Funk Soul Cafe, a cool, hot, soulful radio show for artists, writers, and so much more, hosted by yours truly, Robert Batista. So sit back, grab a nice, warm, and soulful cup of java or chai, and listen and enjoy. First of all, a mystic to me does not include an astrology or tarot cards or living in a cave somewhere. Being a modern mystic means experiencing the transcendental love of God who has a job, a family, and does community service. When challenges in life come up, I have learned to go inside to the spiritual heart, which is inside everyone, and through spiritual exercises and meditation, I have learned how to direct my life in a more positive direction using wisdom and discernment. These are the revealing words of today's special guest, author and mystic, Grace Allison. Namaste, Grace Allison, and welcome to the Funk Soul Cafe. Thank you, Robert. Namaste to you as well. I'm looking forward to this let's, interview. Yes. Yes, so am I. Uh, let's first start off by taking your Java order. We have a wonderful variety of fine espressos, cappuccinos, and lattes. And we also have herbal teas for those tea lovers. So what's your fancy, Grace? I would say herbal tea. Fantastic. Let me go ahead and get that up for you. And here you go. Enjoy. Thank, thank you. Oh, that's delicious. You're welcome. <laughs> we aim to please. So, Grace, you are a self-proclaimed modern mystic. How did this come into your being? And at what point in your life did you reach the understanding that this is who you were? 
it took a long, long time to understand that this was who I was. I kept bumping into intuitive and visions and dreams, and they just kept happening in my life um, as I practiced the spiritual way of life. Um, And as I was starting to write books, I needed to have a brand. And so I chose the modern mystic because my books are about spiritual development and going inside, listening to the inspired words of God. And so I chose mystic because it's beyond the, beyond this realm. And I, it's actually part of my marketing and part of my branding. That's, it's just come about in the past couple of years, but I've been practicing this kind of work this inner work for more than 40 years. It started back in 1973. Um, and, and it's just taking me on a new direction. Wow. And you're so right, Grace. Um, every author should have a brand, should have a niche. So, and, and it works. I, I really like that. Um, so how did you decide to write your first award-winning spiritual nonfiction book, a dream is a wish the heart makes. Well, it started in 1989. Uh, I had come down with a, a disease, cervical cancer, and it was a life-threatening illness. Um, and I started praying. And I just asked God to assist me in a healing. And I had a dream that I had touched Jesus' cloak. And I knew because of my faith and my love and it is a love of God that is really beyond words um, that has come into my heart and healed me. Because the night before I was having surgery, um, I called in the light and I asked for everything to be blessed. And I was lifted into this incredible, beautiful, loving light beyond anything I'd ever known. And I knew I had been healed. And the next day, I went to the hospital and had the hysterectomy, and the doctors didn't find any cancer there. There was nothing there. So I knew that something incredible, extraordinary had happened, but then my body started to change, and I started getting depressed. Uh, I had no hormones. My body just fell apart. So I, I asked if I was really healthy and well, and this is where intention is really important in our lives today, Having an intention of what you want, especially when you're in a crisis, really matters. You have to ask yourself, what would I be doing if? And mine was if I was healthy and well again. And as I started doing this, I I received information on how I could use hair analysis, how I could use diet and nutrition, and my meditation, and a writing process that I started, which was to clear every time something negative came into my consciousness and to pray and to let go and forgive. So this came as a process. And then as I got well, I decided to become a nutritional consultant. And with the hair analysis and the diet and the supplements, I started using a question to everyone I was, was working with. What would you be doing if you were healthy and well? I think today we live in a rescue me culture where people 
give their bodies, give their minds, give everything away to someone else and expect themselves to be rescued. And that's one thing in this intention that I wanted to help people when they wanted to get well. I said, I'm your coach. I'm going to help you, but you're going to do the work. And that's the important part of this process. And so that's how the dream book started. A dream is a wish the heart makes because in your heart you do have a dream, but you have to take responsibility for it. And through that I created a process, and I've helped hundreds of people through the years since I started the hair analysis business in 1993. And now um, it's, it's just an incredible process, and I've got a second book. Um, that's come out with that as well. So uh, a rescue me mentality, that is very, very interesting. So, Grace, let's go back and talk about the birth of your other groundbreaking book, as I think you're talking about, Do You Have a Dream? 140 Insights to Building Confidence, Overcoming Stress, and Loving Yourself. Talk about its germination and how it went from thought concept to the finished manuscript that was published. I wanted to update this book because I had received so much information over the years. And uh, it needed a new cover. You know, since 2004 it was published, it really needed a fresh look. So I hired um, a professional designer, 1106 Design, to design its cover. And I also went to the... Uh, to Mitchell Levy, who was with the AHA uh, in Thought Leadership Company, to do my publishing. And so we put together this 140 insights, um, and it also has the five steps to the process that helps people step through who they are, um, writing the dream, aligning your body, mind, and soul, doing forgiveness, um, and it's just a five, it's five steps, and it takes 30 days to go through and really re- let go and start receiving. I think people think that we have to go out there and, and conquer the world. It's not true. Once you start letting go of the blocks that are within you and start giving yourself the loving, especially God's loving, the world is to be received, and you will receive beyond your wildest dreams. I mean, it's just amazing what this process has done for me and the many, many people that I've worked with. Grace, many authors in the beginning look to hone their craft by taking advanced courses in creative writing and or joining various writers' workshops. Did you? Absolutely. Um, When I got started in my writing process, I lived in Dallas, and there is an organization there called the Writers Garrett, and its its founder is a professor from SMU, uh, an English professor, who wanted to assist people who did not want to go to college but wanted to learn how to write. So I took creative writing classes there, And um, after a while, I was teaching creative writing classes there (laughs) Um, as as a volunteer. Yeah, it was really fun how that worked. Um, It was great synergy. Um, And then I wanted to learn how to write fiction, which was a whole different craft, totally. My background, actually, is marketing and business development in business. For many, many years, I wrote 
brochures and marketing things. So I, I had the English language down. When it comes to writing nonfiction um, or writing fiction, they're all different. And so I also found a writing coach who helped me write my first book. That helped me put the whole process together, what to look for, where to go to do research. Um, so the building blocks, the building blocks were there. And so, yes, I, I really think that uh, taking workshops and classes are very important to create uh, yourself as a better writer. And as you do it, you, get, you just get better, but you have to do it on a regular basis. Speaking of research, did, did you do any type of extensive research for Do You Have a Dream? And if so, what did that entail? It entailed going to the Bible, first of all, and finding um, ways in which God and in, in spirit connected with my work. Um, I, I researched psychology. Um, and then I, and I asked my friends. I just went out and talked to a lot of people about um, nonfiction and how, what this concept, what I wanted to do. There was a group of ladies in Dallas, I remember, I went to and, and gave them the, the book as I was processing. It was a black lady, group of black women, um, Christian ladies, and they were so helpful. As we sat around and talked about the concept and what I wanted to do, they were very helpful because, you know, I'm a mystic, so I come from more of a, a woo-woo background. So I wanted to get the grounded Christian people involved in my book, in my work, so that I, I could reach out to a larger audience. And that really worked. Um, then they said, well, I think you're, you're done now. You have to leave. <laughs> I didn't want to because they were so wonderful, but it was, it was time, and it was time for me to go on and, and continue to put through this book. It took me about three years to write 88 pages. Wow. So yeah. the, Texas, the Texas Association of Authors gave this book its Best Spiritual and Inspirational Award. Grace, did you know your book was in the running, and what has been some of the benefits of winning this prestigious award? Awards are really help the, especially a beginning author. Um, I joined several associations, and the Texas Authors Inc. is a very good organization for Texas authors only, in that they do a lot of marketing for you. I did not know um, that I was in the running. I, I entered the contest. I enter many contests during the year, Reader's Digest, right. you know, where, wherever they, where I think my work can fit. And I didn't know until I got the email, you have won. And, wow, that was really cool. So they give you a, a sticker to put on your book. Um, they give you marketing materials. There's going to be a luncheon in, in July where we receive our awards and the next day we go out and we sell our books. So this is going to be really cool. And the Texas Authors, Inc. is a growing organization that the state of Texas legislature has recognized in uh, literacy for the state of Texas. 
Grace, you have graciously agreed to read a part of your story for us. Can you set up the piece before you read it? Uh, the Do you have a dream book? Um, anything that you want to read is fine. I know that we discussed and you said you would read, and uh, do you still want to read? Uh, let's see. Um, yes, I can read from the dream book because I, we haven't gone into the, the, not the fiction book yet. <laughs> okay. It's, I'll just get this set up. So I'm very excited to, to hear from this book and hear you read. So just let me know All at right. any time when you're ready. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> the dream book um, takes people into another place inside of themselves. And I've got it set up to where it's, it is done sequentially, but you can read it any way you want to. Um, and the, the quotes are really helpful. They're like little tweets. It's like the, here's one quote. The power mm-hmm. of negative words can be just as abusive as if someone were to hit you physically. When we feel honest and courageous, and I, we can be... Sorry? No, I'm saying that is so true. So let's talk about Grace Allison, the person. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? My childhood was uh, very disruptive. My father was a um, abusive alcoholic, and my mother was schizophrenic. And I had four brothers, brothers and sisters under my care um, when I was at the age of ten. Um, so we lived a very um, hard life. And um, later, I ran away from home. Um, and got married. Um, it was an abusive relationship. And so it was difficult for me to really feel like I was a worthy person. And that's when I found in 1973 um, the movement of spiritual inner awareness that put me on the path of spiritual awakening in my heart. I was raised as a Catholic, but um, all of the fear, guilt, and shame that came with that just didn't work for me um, as I grew older. And so I got more and more into the spiritual aspects of life, learning about forgiveness and going back through my life and um, just realigning myself in a positive direction. I could have gone the other way as my mother uh, committed suicide. I had a sister who committed suicide. So, you know, we have a choice on how we take our life. And um, like the first Part of my book, if, you, if at first you don't succeed, you have to change the rules. That's the first chapter. And I'm going to read a little bit about what that says. Fear is challenging each person to awaken to their loving inside. 
Some of us are being tested with lost jobs or dying family members. Maybe your home has been destroyed in a natural disaster. Or perhaps like me, you've had toxic family issues and serious illness. These are all the greater change that God is delivering to each person. It is time to discover and reassess having change can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. God is calling us to be more accountable in our relationships with each other and ourselves. We have opportunities and choices to make. Will we respond to our opportunities with love or fear? And then the first tweet, the first comment is, fear is challenging each person to awaken to their loving inside. Let go and say yes to life, not no. So that begins the first mm-hmm. chapter in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so wonderful. Grace, I understand you are writing a new science fiction thriller, Einstein's Compass, a novel of what if. Tell us about that, and what does a novel about what if in the title mean? Well, Albert Einstein was a very special spiritual person in life. You know, he was extraordinary. He had a gift um, and had a lifelong quest to find the answers on how the universe worked. And so I thought, well, maybe he was a modern mystic like me in his own time. So through physics, he found the answer. And my book of fiction follows his biographical history from age 6 to 26 and adds a new level of mystical spirituality that he had help from mystical beings who assisted him in his hero's journey and his miracle theory. Einstein believed that we have to go beyond what we see and measure in the physical world. And so my book, Einstein's Compass, goes beyond what we know and as a possible fictional explanation for how he came up with this miracle theory and changed the world. So I, I wanted to write a book of fiction, and I wanted a big goal. And this is where, I, this is where it took me. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a fascinating premise. So I'm excited for you about when that book's come out. So, Grace, Is this your first attempt and story of fiction? And talk about the differences from writing nonfiction and your approach to both genres. Uh, Yes, this is my first attempt in writing fiction. Um, Nonfiction for me is telling more about who I am in a personal level, and I can share my feelings, um, all about my personality and, and things about me. Um, fiction is another world in that there are rules that you have to follow of uh, the way the story arcs and beginning, middle, and end, characters and how they are, each one has to have their own special voice and how they talk to each other, dialogue's important, um, all the senses are important when you're writing fiction, hearing what you see, what you smell. You have to take people into a new world and make them ex- and just elevate them into a, a different place. I mean, writing fiction, I, I, I see pictures when I write uh, the science science compass. It comes to me in, in like a vision of, the, of what the whole scene looks like and sometimes just in pieces. 
But as I write it, um, more will come to me. And sometimes I go, no, really? You want, you want me to put that on the page? <laughs> I'm sure Robert, we've had that experience too, right? Where the, it, yes, the inner yes. voice says, you have to put this in here. And I go, why? <laughs> but, you know, you have to just let it flow. And it's a whole different world. And I've taken classes in this and um, tried to get inside of different writers. Um, like uh, Michener was one of my favorites of all time, how he layers story from a time of history to people to how they live, how they talk, um, what they do with each other. It's, it's done in layers. Also, um, Ken Follett is a very, it's a, one of my favorite writers. Um, he all, and I watch how he story together in sections. You can see his story and how it develops and how the characters change and where the crisis points are. And having a crisis is very important in fiction, or you're not going to keep the reader li- reading. You got that right, and that crisis should start very early in the book. <laughs> Absolutely. Mine is Einstein's company on the first page. It's on the first page. You have to have it. it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I like to hit them running on the first page. Pow! You know, and just grab their attention. So um, I wanted to ask you, Grace, in one of your wonderful videos, and, and you just mentioned it a while back, you say, if at first you don't succeed, change the rules. What do you mean by that exactly? Well, sometimes people uh, will sit in their, in their inner world. I, I don't have a job. I, I need money. Um, the rent has to be paid. And they go into this circle, and they go out and try to um, get, a, get a job by sitting in front of people, handing out resumes, without really thinking about what they want. And so they go into the circle. If at first you don't succeed, you have to change the rules. You have to change how you're going about your life. You have to change and ask yourself, if I really had success in my life, what would I be doing? That takes you out of the circle that you're, this this round and round thing that you're doing in yourself mentally and emotionally and unconsciously. It just keeps pounding you back. So you have to change the rules on how you see what you're doing. Um, in, in writing, for example, if you're not getting anywhere as a, as a writer, go take a workshop. Find someone that you really um, admire and start reading their books or attend a workshop that they're, go- that, they're, that they're going to be giving. You have to participate in your life. As I said before, we live in a, a rescuing culture. We sit in school and all this information is poured down on us and then we have to take a test to the, to the information, religion, you go to church, you sit there, and the, and the priest or, or the pastor, rabbi, just dumps information on you and you're supposed to sit there and receive it. We have to get involved in our life and participate in the creativity of who we are. I think that's missing in, in life right now. I mean, there are so many people who are receiving money from the government and benefits Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to get out there and do anything. Writers think that they just have to write a book and then everybody's going to buy it. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the way it is. 
So you have to change the rules. Wow. If you're not if you're not going somewhere, if you're not achieving something, if you don't have a goal, you're you're stuck. You have to change the rules. And this book Very that I have takes, this this book I have takes people through various steps of uh, and it's about energy. Energy follows thought. Now, if you need a job, there's a place inside of you that has a hole in it. I call it leaky consciousness. Whereas if you were to have a glass and the glass is filled with water, all of a sudden it has a hole in it because it's, you need to have a job. Whenever you need something, the universe is only going to give you back the need. It's not going to give you the job. So there's a hole in your glass. Does that make sense to you? I'm I'm listening, and uh, it definitely okay. is is something I I definitely would think about. So, uh, I I really want to move on because our time is getting okay. short, and I want to talk okay. about the 800 pound gorilla in the room, Grace, and that is marketing. So many, yes. and, and you just hit the nail on the head a few minutes ago. So many authors spend so much time writing and publishing their book, but have no clue on how and what it entails to market it. How do you handle the publicizing and marketing of your books, Grace? Um, I found, first of all, you have to belong to organizations, authoryou.org. It's a great place of resources for publishing, with publishing experts that can help you with everything that you need to, do, to know from uh, printing the book, editing, uh, finding publishers, and ways in which you can market yourself. That's one. Um, for me, I've used Bublish, uh, B-U-B-L-I-S-H, Bublish.com, um, where you put your book and small chapters and book bubbles, and then they sent it out, send it out on uh, social media. Um, I've had 35,000 people read my Einstein's Compass bubble since last summer. And wow. Yeah, it pre, uh, before you even get the book out there, you have to do marketing. You have to get a nice cover that, that the public will respond to. Um, you have to then, like on Bublish, I took the cover. I take a little link from the Bublish, and I put it on a social media program called Tweets Map. That's T-W-E-E-P like Paul, Tweets Map. And it is a, it's an analytical um, program that social media through Twitter uh, deep dives into Twitter and takes my messages and puts them through social media. That's, that's my heavy lifting. I mean, they, they, they put out, um, I get over 1,000, a, a 100,000 tweets uh, in a month through them. And so, and it's wow. $4 a month, it's $4 a month, you know, between that and Bublish. Dude, that's not bad. Um, it's an inexpensive way to market yourself, but you have to get smart. You don't do a lot of it, but you have to do, you have to do it smart. And I use Twitter, I use Facebook, um, and that, those are basically it, but mostly Twitter, Twitter for us in the, in the writing world. And also you have to get out there and meet people and, and join organizations. Um, online, um, so right. Yeah, mar- marketing is the gorilla in the room, and we are responsible. Right, 
Right. Um, speaking of bubblish, and, and I'm intrigued by bubblish, um, is, there, is it expensive? Yes, it's less than $100 a year. And you can put as many books on your bubblish page as you want to and put as many bubbles out there as you want to. It's a very inexpensive program. Um, and it's very easy to use. And you can, you can send yourself, you, can, you in your Bubblish program can send out uh, emails, uh, tweets to Twitter and to Facebook. You can send out your profile. Um, and you can also keep track of where the tweets are and, the, and the people are coming from on each one of the social medias. You have a dashboard that will tell you um, where where the people are coming on, on each one of the social media. And it also sends people to your bookstore to buy your book. There's a link there to buy the book right there at Bublish. So it's an incredible program. And I can't say enough about it. I mean, they're just an incredible organization. No one out there is doing this other than Bublish. And um, I recommend it, especially if you're beginning to write a, a new book, you have to get people to follow you so that when the book comes out, you'll have people there who want to read it, and they'll buy it, for, buy it through the online social bookstores. Wow. I'm, that sounds like a great, great, great tool for writers and a great concept. So, Grace, in closing, as an accomplished author that you are, what advice do you have for new and up-and-coming writers? Is there anything you learned from your journey that you wish you knew before you started? First of all, for me, being a writer is a job. Now, there are not many people out there that I know who spend as much time as I do as a beginning author who are willing to spend as much time as I do every day uh, to get better at what I do. So you have to have a mindset that this is a job. And if it's not a mindset, if you don't want it to be a job and you want it to be a hobby, uh, well, that's nice. And, and if you're not willing to spend money on publishing and getting the right kind of covers, um, I had no idea how much money it was going to take to really publish a book. And you're not going to, if you're going into this writing to make money, uh, you might rethink your hobby. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. Am I right, Robert? <laughs> yes, you're 100% right. Do it for the love. Do it for the love. <laughs> have to do it for the love. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> yes, you have to do it for the love. Yeah, so, so I didn't know how much it was going to cost mm -hmm. to publish. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for Grace Allison? I hear you may be doing a what-if series, possibly, and... Yes. What other items yeah. do you have in the fire coming up? Well, my, I have a co-author on my Einstein book. Uh, it's Einstein's Compass, uh, a novel of, of what if, and uh, you can find it at uh, www.modernmysticmedia.com or gracethemystic.com. You can find it there. Um, and you can see where um, Einstein's Compass will be coming out later this year. I have a co-author. His name is Laren Bright who is an Emmy-nominated, uh, award-winning author and writer. He, he's a professional writer, and we've known each other for 40 years. So we are co-writing this Einstein's Compass book. And uh, the what-if concept could be 
taken into a series. So we're considering that. And one reason for that is that a lot of people like to read series. They are huge. They, they like to follow a writer or follow a, a, a particular kind of writing. So that we're considering that so that we can gain more of a following. You have to think in terms of what the public wants to hear and read, not just what you want to right. do. And right. that's, that's the reason why we're thinking of series, just to go so we can gain readership. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's where we're going with this. And actually, I see Einstein's Compass as a movie. Um, because of the, the kind of story it is, we go to Atlantis. Um, Einstein has a twin brother who is a, an evil twin from, from Atlantis who wants the compass <laughs> for his own. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible story. The evil yeah. twin. <laughs> to go, go to my website, bracethemystic.com, all one word, and, and, and find out what this book is about because it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it sounds fascinating, definitely. So, Grace, if people want to contact you, uh, you already gave out that website. Um, is there any other contact information you'd like to give out on how they can follow you? You want to give your Twitter handle? Give out any contact information. All right. On Twitter, it's uh, Grace the Mystic. Uh, on my email is grace at modernmysticmedia.com. Um, and Facebook, you can find me on Facebook under Grace Allison. So I would love to have anyone contact me and find out more about Bublish, find out more about writing. Um, I'd be glad to answer questions and help people because I really think we help each other. I mean, Robert, you've been so kind to interview me today. I mean, this is just an incredible gift. And so I, I really think we need to help each other, and I do that for writers, especially when they're getting started. You're so right, Grace. It's win-win for all, you know, and it's such a beautiful thing, and you're welcome. Uh, it's my pleasure. Um, this has been the Funk Soul Cafe with me, Robert Batista. One of the easiest ways to peer into my soul is to download and read my free micro-story called My Baby Has No Name from Smashwords.com. My guest has been author, mystic, and so much more, Grace Allison, and her upcoming new book is called Einstein's Compass, a novel of what if. GraceTheMystic.com is where you can get more information about it. I will close with an ancient proverb. They thought they could bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. Thank you so much, Grace, for being my guest on the Funk Soul Cafe. Thank you, Robert. It's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. Have a wonderful evening and a wonderful Easter weekend. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 